You're listening to the Sketchnote Army Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rohde, the author of the Sketchnote Handbook and the Sketchnote Workbook. And this is the podcast where I chat with sketchnoters and visual thinkers and try to understand what makes them tick. Hey, are you looking for the ideal sketchbook for your sketchnoting practice? The Sketchnote Idea Book is the sketchbook designed for sketchnoters. Equipped with no bleed, no show-through paper, you can take almost any marker or pen you can throw at it. Get 10% off with code ARMY at airship.store. Hey everyone, it's Mike Rohde, and we are at the end of Season 13. I can't believe it. So here we are at the end of the season, and we, as tradition, we produce an All the Tips episode. In the All the Tips episode, the idea is to take all the tips from every episode, every guest, and merge them all together in one single episode, where you get to hear all of their wisdom, all gathered together, with inspiring music in the background. And the idea is to encourage you as you go into the summertime, and as we look forward to season 14, that you would just take inspiration from this if you're feeling bummed out on a certain day. This would be a great podcast episode to load up and just listen to other sketchnoters and the way that they encourage you to move forward and to do great work. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and I look forward to talking to you again for Season 14 in the fall of 2023. Until the next episode, talk to you soon. Katrin Vicek. So I would say the first thing is pick a project you're really excited about. Like I always also say... For me, I do a lot of visualization of, of podcasts, live talks, reports, anything like that. And I need to like be excited about the source material because I, I find, especially with freelancing, where you don't always kind of can influence what the topic is about or whatever, that really helps. Like I don't do anything, any work anymore where I'm like, oh, this is really uninteresting and I don't mm. want to be drawing this. And then also, if it's not, if you're not working off of source material, maybe like do the travel sketch notes, like Eva Lotta loved it, you know, pick something, pick a passion project. I would say this is a, this was a huge learning curve for me that I only enjoy sketchnoting when, you know, the topic is right and mm-hmm. what I draw about, like really aligns with my interests and with mm-hmm. my passions. And then the next one, it sounds so cliche, Mike, but I think it's so important. Um, don't compare yourself to others. Yeah, definitely. Full stop. Like, I, I know there's like a comparison is the thief of joy or something, and but I think it's really true. I have a really basic and minimalist style. And when I look at your work or at Nadine Rossa's work, I think she was mm-hmm. on your podcast, yeah, yeah. or Franziska Schwarz, I always get, I'm like, oh my God, I have such a long way to go and is my work even good enough? But the validation I got from the outside world tells me it, it is good enough. You know, yeah. there are people who appreciate your minimalist style that's not super visually complex. It doesn't have mm-hmm. all like the all the really sophisticated doodles and everything. And I've come to accept that, I think. And also, like, I kind of try to stay in my line. I don't look at the work of others so much. Like, if I do that, I set a certain time frame where I look at your work and then I get some inspiration, but then I leave it at that. Mm. And maybe even, maybe, I know it's harsh, but maybe that even means unfollowing a few people on Mm. social media Mm -hmm. and only looking at their profiles at, like, I don't know, once a month or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think... Or you learn basically to not compare yourself to others, but I think it takes some time to learn that. 
And then also, also sounds a bit cliche, but don't overcomplicate things. Don't overcomplicate sketchnoting. I think that's also in your book. A sketchnote doesn't have to be visually complex. And for me, that ex for example, that means if I don't want to draw people, I don't draw people because I yeah. don't, you know, I, I, I don't, maybe I don't like the style of it or maybe I haven't put enough practice into it. Well, then I don't draw people. I don't have to do everything that the sketchnote community says that I need to do and how a sketchnote right. is supposed to look like, you know. And then, yeah, because I have quite a minimalist style and I like it that way. And maybe at some point it gets more sophisticated or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I would say those are my three things. Oh, and can I do a fourth one? Yes, you can. Don't overvalue talent. Like people always mm. on LinkedIn, they always tell me you're so talented and it gets me really angry because it's because <laughs> sketchnoting is basically you put in the work and the practice and then you get better. It's like running or playing an instrument. Yeah. It has nothing to do with talent. Like if you look at my early drawings and when I started practicing with your book, it looked like, yeah, didn't look great. So um, yeah, don't, Yeah, don't overvalue talent. There's no talent. You can everybody can learn sketchnoting. That's I would print this on a t-shirt. So yeah. There you go. That's I love it. Four is great. And we love it when people give us extra ones. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, four is my lucky number. So there you Oh, go. there we go. Filippo Sketchy Puzzini. So for sure, uh, as I mentioned before, something I really like to do now and I think that more of us should do that. Barter. Barter your services. Mm. You have mm. Yeah, you have something really, you have a very unique set of skills. Just uh, what do you like from potential clients or from your friends or from, you know, you want to go to holidays somewhere, just uh, just reach out and say, what can I do for you? And uh, uh, you'd be surprised uh, at all the, the good deals that might come your way in exchange of, uh, of your drawings and your skills. So, barter. Love that. Second one is ask your colleagues connect share and give like really uh i've learned so much when i've started i connect at first with the european visual practitioners and then also with ifdp and uh, and now we also uh, have some meetings in switzerland of uh, visual practitioners in switzerland that just to exchange and learn from each other at any given moment is so extremely valuable because we're most most of us we're working alone yeah so and and you don't get real feedback or you cannot grow much just from client work because most clients will just say oh that's beautiful and you right. might not even want it to be beautiful you want it to be helpful so right. they're getting constructive feedback honest constructive feedback from uh, from peers it's something that can bring you can really help you step up your uh, your work that's great like that and finally my more maybe technical tip For, for graphic recording, uh, prepare your titles ahead. Your title yeah. is, for me, is one of the most important things in your graphic recording is the one thing that should not, like, maybe yeah, also with logos and maybe your signature, but the titles is the one thing that should not be done while other people are speaking. You should put thought into it, say, what do I want to communicate with this title? Because it's probably going to be the largest types the, the largest font on your paper like mm -hmm. and when people enter the room they're gonna see that as the first thing and you want them to keep looking at it and not to just say oh what is it yeah no not interested and turn their head away because then so really use your title as a to to hook the attention of uh, mm -hmm. of the public and uh, 
and to really give the the framing and the of the meaning of uh, of your old recording mm-hmm. and the other controversial tip if I may have an extra one I know that there are some visual practitioners that might crucify me for saying that but use post-its <laughs> uh, at least I'm very keen on the truthfulness of the information uh, yeah. of the accuracy that uh, that there's no points really missed that all the essential points under the recording and you're always a bit in a delay in recording right. uh, compared to somebody speaking so post-its have been a lifesaver mm. for me and just pick it up put them in order because it even allows you a further selection level once you have four or five post-its it's like yeah maybe not all of that is necessary or oh wow look this is the flow that I need to follow so mm. I don't know I think the post-its are a little bit of a secret weapon to yeah. to have complete and relevant uh, graphic recordings in some ways that's sort of like a buffer capture right so you're you're trying to capture things quickly it doesn't have to be beautiful but you can capture that idea I sort of talk about that in sketch noting. I call that um, uh, putting a stake in the ground so yeah. if you're working on a page like maybe you start the section and then you just guess how much space it will take use a post-it note there I suppose to a little one put it in but basically leave the space and come back to it right in just enough so you can fill it so I, I like that even if it's controversial I think it's just you know it's it's funny like people will come to me and say well this isn't sketch note it's like why not like using references using post-it notes like your goal is to communicate ideas and get those ideas captured like how you do it I don't care like if you if it doesn't look beautiful or it's not sanctioned or whatever, who cares, right? The goal is not for me to do it exactly as someone else told me to. The goal is if you can come up with a way to deliver that message, then you win, right? That's yeah. That should be really the ultimate goal is to, like you said, not people looking at it, oh, and that, I don't, I don't care about it or that it looks beautiful, but like, does it capture what we're talking about? Does it move us forward? Does it help us? to remember so that we don't forget what we talked about and then we it pushes us ahead that's really the goal of all the stuff we're doing right we're communicating visual ideas yeah that that's the bottom line is does it help am i doing yeah. a work yeah, yeah. that is helpful like i'm i'm usually paid for it so i want to give the the maximum added value to my client and right. then and i guess that uh, whatever means help you to capture the most and to be the most helpful to your client that that uh, that should be that should be used yeah i agree so i'm i'm very um pragmatic i guess is the right word so if it works for you then you should go with it yeah. <laughs> and i think similarly another thing i've been reading in uh, in a lot of books is about you know you you put down the pen the moment the person speak uh, stop speaking and i feel like you can do that, but I don't think it helps in uh, in really having a complete and uh, a complete and helpful recording because you because maybe you know the last session they're like oh, hey let, let's collect all the next step let's have a quick uh, popcorn brainstorming session and I'm gonna come up with a lot of information which might all be relevant and you still want to take the time to actually write it down completely mm-hmm. because. You know, and maybe take, you know, 20, 15, 20, 30 minutes longer. 
after the end just just communicate it clearly to the client mm -hmm. before and uh, but you know if that helps then why not also take a little a little bit of time longer and I'm not saying then finish it at home in the next few days no right. just uh, take a little slot of time uh, afterwards that uh, agreed upon beforehand with the client to actually uh, get the time to finish thing and not just plot down something you, if you want to do if it's something very relevant you want to give it the space and the, yes. the space that it deserves I mean you know when I do sketch notes I try to do most of the work in the moment right but I always reserve at least 15 minutes to look for typos and make sure that things make sense and like if I did that staking technique where I started to capture and I didn't finish like to make sure I fill it in right so yeah. to plan in a little bit of time at the end I would think is a normal process for graphic recording too right just to check your work make sure that things are you know oh I oh I need to cross that T or dot that I that's something yeah. that I'll get I'll get caught with sometimes so I think it's important to sort of build in not just the the minute you stop you're done like well you can come back and fix things or so I would I would think that that's a pretty standard thing absolutely yeah I would hope so Eric Bakey I'd say first, what problem are you really trying to solve? Like you're, you're hung up on, on this thing. Like you're trying, what, what are you really trying to solve? And who are you trying to solve it for? Are you trying to solve it for yourself? Because sketch notes are a fantastic way to solve for yourself and also get some uh, gratification and edification from other people who think your work is cool. And there's a whole community for people who, who just do sketch notes. And that's a, that's, that's an essential, as, as a, someone who's gone through several apprenticeships, and um, it's essential to get those basics down 100%. So if you're just, what are you trying to solve? If, if it's skills that you need to get, just do some sketch notes and it's for yourself. And if you're trying to solve for somebody else, okay, so is this, is this a graphic recording kind of question? Is this a visual facilitation kind of question? Is it, and then what is the value of solving that problem? Like, is it for, for you, is it to just get past the mental block of that? I don't, I'm not good enough to do this thing. Well, yes, you are. Like there are lots of, there's so many uses for, for visual thinking and how you can uh, in, increase your skills and share them with somebody else and get, because the only way to get better at drawing is to push the ugliness out of your pencil on, on yeah. that piece of paper. Like there's no way, <laughs> no matter how many books I read or courses I take, like I, I continue to learn and continue to get better. There's, so, there's so people are so good at this stuff, and even after people are like, tell me, that I'm, oh, you're so talented. It's still, I'm never satisfied like with how much further I could push this. So, the, the tip number one is like, what problem are you trying to solve? Is it for you or for someone else? And what is the value of solving that problem? So you get off your butt and actually solve it. Like it, you need consequences for it not being solved or like or a reward for solving it so is this what is the problem who's it for and what is the value of of doing this work and you, you need to get that clear before you're going to get past your funk so that'd be that'd be my first tip um second is so where are you right now and where do you want to go if you want to build sketch notes onto and become a professional with this thing you can't you there's also people who who I would argue I'm, I'm a better illustrator or, or, or arguably making an they've got incredible businesses doing this thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it has very little to do with your physical skill set and more about who is the community that you're surrounding yourself with. If, if you're just trying to be um, like, just educate yourself on, on a specific topic, maybe you're 
struggling with math or, or physics or something like that, and you you can use visual thinking and sketchnoting to solve for that, or um, there's there's tons of business and personal development advice out there. There's tons of podcasts that to distill it down. There's like it's oh, that's it's a whole problem in and of itself. There's this proliferation of advice out there. Right. It's too much of it. It's this massive fire hose, and people have, have made incredible. Twitters and Instagram pages and make incredible illustrations and sketch notes of just distilling down all the stuff. And maybe you'll also see that some of it is bullcrap by <laughs> drawing it out and seeing, yeah. well, this actually doesn't, when I see it in front of me, this makes sense. sounded really good, but <laughs> oh. so that, that's, that would be, uh, so where are you now and where do you want to go with this? Do you want to, do you want to do this professionally? Me? I mean, I, I have now got hired by this incredible company that's an aerospace defense you know, company that's unbelievable. And I'm just someone who's like a, a, a reformed construction worker <laughs> turned cartoonist. Like it'd be really hard to even put your finger on exactly what they even, what, how I got here. It's not something that I intentionally woke up and said, I'm going to do this thing. It was mm -hmm. something that, that pulled on, like once I saw it, once I saw your work, I saw there was a whole community. How do I get better at this skill so that I can be undeniable that even that, mm -hmm. that I can solve these problems and, and work for a company that is on a mission that I actually care about. Cool. And my third and final one would just be to, to be useful, resourceful, and worth knowing in your five mile famous world. Because like it's it's really, it's it's not about being the best artist or, or the, the even being the best listener. It's not being about being the best. It's, it's being useful with the, the talents that you've given, been given, the resources that you've got, resourceful people, use your resources um, and be, useful to the people who are around you and like be worth being worth knowing i feel is a higher calling than being well known so that's that's really what i aspired to do so i'm really kind of, i guess i'm giving myself my own advice here but that'd be <laughs> that's my third tip is yeah that's great those are three great tips i love all three maria coriel martin yeah uh, i love that question because um i'm i'm a really real like process person and I already told you one of my mantras, which is practice, not perfection. And another one of my mantras is trust in process. Mm. So no matter how much painting I've done, I still sometimes look at a sketchbook or start a painting and I'm like, where do I begin? And I kind of need to remember, kind of, you know, warm up again. And so I love having my little process to get started. And so, um, one thing I love in just all parts of my life, but I, I love timers. I am so hooked on like, does this feel hard to do? Set a timer. And in workshops with people of all ages, I love going through gesture sketches, which are really fast, energetic little sketches mm -hmm. to get the big idea of something and using a timer. And we'll often start with like a 10 second sketch, go to a 30 second sketch, a minute and even up to two minutes. And it's sort of fascinating to see what can be done in just, just a couple minutes. And let's see if I have a little um, example here of, of some gestures. Here's some, some little just tiny walrus gestures done, done with one project. Oh yeah. Um, so I'd recommend as one tip is if you're having a, you know, feeling like you need a little prompt to get started is set yourself timer. Um, I, I'm going to do this for three minutes just to get yourself to sit down and get started. And 
Another way to think about it that a scientist shared with me is the activation energy to get like a chemical reaction started is, is bigger often than like continuing mm. a process. And so I think that timer can help us have that boost to sort of get going. And then once we are in the groove, it can be easier to stay, you know, in the flow. So yeah, my first tip, Mike, is um, use a timer okay. and set yourself a very small amount of time to, to do something. And now there's the question of, of what to do, and that will be my next tip. <laughs> um, so uh, another tip I would suggest is if you're sitting somewhere and feeling like uh, I need a little boost for getting going here would be just to play with painting the colors you see and not worry about composition. You might do this as um, little circles. Um, an artist friend of ours with Art Toolkit lately has just been doing um, some really delightful little circle studies, oh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. sort of in this vein of um, creating, you know, a little bit of a little wet circle on your paper, dropping a little bit of one color in and adding a little bit of another color. Mm -hmm. Um, this, so they could be more formal, or you can see this little splotch of color on the other side of just seeing how colors might mix together what you see in front of you. But take away the pressure of, I have to like paint something or, or mm -hmm. do something more, you know, I, I'm gonna put this in quotes, you know, official or real feeling. Just give yourself the opportunity to play with color, what you see, and don't worry about composition. And, Actually, there's, there's a fun thing, um, which I think we put on our website. I can send you a link to this, Mike, of um, if you do this, of just mixing the colors you see, sometimes you can go on top and just do a light pen drawing on top of that mm -hmm. as well. And I can send you a, a link to a little prompt with that. Okay. Um, and I think my, my last tip would be going the other direction from just looking at color to just starting with words. Mm. And I think a lot about um, sense of place and palette of place is something as an artist I pay attention to. You know, you're building a vocabulary when you're outside of the colors you see, of the environment, of the stories you learn. And if it feels too much to start with the, the sort of drawing side of things, let yourself do some writing. And I, I often think about, you know, the W's of who, what, where, when, why. When I write, I, I think it can be really fun to play, you know, um, something you do so well. You know, you might play with your writing. Um, this is a little sort of an exercise I did on one program where we were imagining the ocean. So let your words sort of be fun where you might play with how you're writing. And then around, around those writings, you might then add in, you know, little tiny thumbnail sketches or little icons and then be able to add some color to the page. So I think with all of these tips, um, out of those three, it's about just simplifying your approach, you know, setting a timer, putting a little limit on kind of your time and expectations, taking away composition, just focusing on color, and then just paying attention to the world and, and just letting yourself start with notes, just to start, start that attention. Those are great. Those are three great tips. And I almost, I almost want to say practice not perfection and trust in the process are almost like free extra tips. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 0 0.1 and 0 0.2, I don't know, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So but the, also good things to remember. Julia Knupa. It's a very nice question. And uh, I 
think I'm a person who needs a boost now because uh, I start to work with absolutely new audience for me, English-speaking audience. So mm -hmm. I will give these tips first of all to myself and I hope that they will be useful to someone else. So the first principle I always use when I try to do something new, uh, when I need uh, to learn something is fake it till you make it, but mm -hmm. I change it a little bit, like I do it as a game. Mm -hmm. uh, you can pretend being a master in this and doing this, or you, you can think that you are a YouTube vlogger and you are telling to your audience how to do this, or teach a like, five-year kid how to do this. So I kind of try to pretend that I already know how to do this, because I find I find it much easier to advise to someone than to do it myself. So I pretend mm -hmm. that I'm just advising. So fake it till <laughs> we make it is the first principle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the second one is um, about work-life balance. So I never understood it earlier, but now I realize how it is important to observe beauty mm. and consume quality content. So. I really recommend to get inspiration from everywhere, from colleagues, from traveling, um, to follow people from different industries. For example, I found a lot of inspiration in design industry, psychology, coaching, hmm. uh, facilitation. So uh, just continue learning every day and follow good people on Instagram, let's say. <laughs> this is the second tip. And the third one is a very important gift of allowing yourself to be yourself. Uh, what I mean by this, uh, that, for example, I'm a very slow thinker and slow doer. <laughs> so um, I give myself permission to do it in my own pace and um, with my own style, if it Sometimes I think, oh my gosh, it's so ugly. Why people at all should like this or should pay for this even? Um, <laughs> but I know now that authenticity is the, the most important value in um, our days, nowadays. So mm. authenticity is very important. So please allow yourself to be yourself and be very kind to yourself. It's very easy to say, but it's very difficult to do. <laughs> but it's a, a moment where you are healing your inner child and be just very kind to what you're doing. And talk to yourself as a caring parent and support yourself. Like It's wonderful what you can uh, reach when you're kind to yourself. Mm. This episode of the Sketchnote Army podcast is brought to you by Concepts, a perfect tool for sketchnoting, available on iOS, Windows, and Android. Concepts' vector-based drawing feature gives you the power to adjust your drawings anytime you like. You can nudge the curve of a line, swap out one brush for another, or change the stroke thickness and color at any stage of your drawing, saving hours and hours of rework. Vectors provide clean, crisp, high-resolution output for your sketch notes at any size you need, large or small. Never worry about fuzzy sketch notes again. Concepts is a powerful, flexible tool that's ideal for sketch noting. 
Search Concepts in your favorite app store to give it a try. Ty Hatch. Yeah, so uh, the first chip, um, and I think this is a pretty important one, you know, um, I've had a lot of people, you know, when they find out I'm a designer, they say, oh, oh, I'm not artistic. And to me, it's not about being artistic, it's about being creative. And and I, I like to tell people, everyone's creative in their own way. How you express your creativity is going to be different than how I express my creativity. My creativity comes out in the form of sketch notes and, you know, these random headshots that, you know, headshot illustrations that I do. Your creativity may be that you are a fantastic accountant and you can come up with really great ways to make things better and more efficient, right? Everybody, you know, other people may just be fantastic books or, or bakers, right? Everybody expresses their creativity differently. And, and it's not about being artistic. It's about expressing yourself in the work that you do. And so, you know, I think it's perfectly okay to admire somebody's work and say, oh, that's fantastic, and be a fan of it, but also not beat yourself up like, oh, I'm not that good because I can't, you know, I can't draw like, you know, my Frody and illustrate all these cool books, right? But, you know, I can draw my own thing and I can be happy with it. And so I think it, so my first one would be, you know, everybody's creative in their own way. And that's okay. Um, you know, do it, you know, and so with that, it goes to the second, what I would say is my second tip is, um, you know, enjoy what you do. That it's really hard, I think, especially today, for people to feel like, I, oh, I, I, I can enjoy this. Um, I think you need to give yourself permission to enjoy those things that you find pleasing. And, you know, because there's so many things out there today, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And, and I think it's, you know, it's okay to be nerdy and geeky or really into sports or, you know, you can like a range of different things. You know, if my kids were to tell you what I like, they would say this, they'd rattle off a list of dozens of things. Because I don't think it's good to limit yourself to liking just one thing. You can like a range of different things. And that's okay. Um, so that's, that would be my second one. The third one is, um, you know, there's this great quote from Iron Glass. Uh, you've probably heard this. It's you can find a YouTube video on it somewhere. But he's talking about um, the work that you want to do. When you, you everybody has a particular taste and style in their head that they, that they imagine, but then when you try and do it, it doesn't meet those mental expectations. Yeah. yeah. And um, but you can get there by working. And. Um, and I really think that everybody's capable of doing really great stuff, um, but you need to work to get to that point. And I think that that's, you know, it's don't give up, but you know, do you know? And that's that's the whole. And I think follow your passion is really bad advice, but I think do what you dream, what you enjoy, because it may be that you may not enjoy your job. Right, which is providing for you and maybe your family. But if there's something outside of that um, that helps, that brings you joy, that you enjoy doing, do that um, in a way that helps you be happy. And, and over time, your what you do with that will match what you see in your head. Um, and there may be opportunities that come up from as a result of doing that. And because you never know. Um, yeah. that, 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 you know, it's, um, it's, you know, opportunity, I, I forget who said this quote, right? Opportunity is often masked as hard work. 
right? Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're not doing the work to, to prepare for the thing that you want to do, when that opportunity comes, you're going to be more prepared to do that thing that you want to do. And so um, I, it's important to do things that, that you feel are important, um, that you love. And you will have an opportunity at some point, right? And the timing, timing is really important. Um, and then I'll, I'll do a fourth one. Um, because this one I feel, and I've, I've mentioned a little bit, um, you need to set boundaries um, on what you do. Um, you need to be able to say, this is what's important to me, and these other things aren't so important. And so when it comes down to it, you know, I won't be doing this, this, or this because it conflicts with my more important thing. You know, for me personally, um, my most important thing is my family. And everything that I do, I do. You know, I love design. I find it an extremely fulfilling, rewarding career. But it's a means to be able to provide for my family and make sure that they're taken care of. And I think that a lot of people are like, this is my hustle, this is my thing, right? And I think if you put so much of yourself into that, that you identify that with that, and if that thing goes away, where are you left? Yeah. So what are those, you know, set the boundaries for the things that are really important to you in your life that that are not work related. Because I, I can guarantee you everybody has something that's very important to them that's not work related. Set those boundaries, talk about those boundaries, and live your life in a way that reflects your priorities. Because as you do that, people will see that, they will understand that, they'll respect that. And as you do those things and you express yourself through whatever creative means you have, you will gain those opportunities to be able to do those things and lead a more fulfilling life. You're, 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 you're happy. Right? You, won't, you won't be living with regrets if you do those Maushi Amwaku. Yeah. I would say one of my daily practices um, for sketch notes is that um, I sketch note um, sermons online. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a church that does like a daily devotional, uh, which is like 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So I don't do it first thing in the morning because I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I do it later on in the evening. But I find that those sketch notes are more real mm-hmm. because nobody sees them except me. Yeah. And I have actually, I've, I've moved from single sheets of paper to a notebook for that. So I have a whole notebook full of them. And what I like about them is they're just themselves. I have not tried to make anything beautiful. I just quickly got that information down. So yeah, try and even if you go digital, keep drawing by hand. Hmm. Maybe that's your first tip since we're now sort of heading into the tips department. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and I guess I should frame it. I always frame this probably regular listeners like you will have heard this a million times, but you know, give us three tips that you would say to someone who feels stuck, someone who feels they're on a plateau, just needs a little inspiration to kind of break out of maybe a rut. Um, and I think if you want to go further in this, what you've talked about, you know, go back to drawing by hand. This could be your first tip, I think. Okay. I have many tips. And I, it's hard to whittle it down to three, so I might give a few more. Is that all right? That's fine. Yeah, please. Um, okay. The first one is don't overthink it. Just mm-hmm. do it. Just do it. Um, I try to talk myself out of it when I was doing it at work, but I have to say, when I did it, what a sigh of relief. I really enjoyed myself, even though I was getting paid for it. I was like, wow, this is fun. 
So just do it. That's the first tip. Okay. If you can't do something, don't worry. Find another way. Be open to trying something different. And if you're struggling with your sketch note, listen to the podcast. Listen to the different interviews with different um, sketch noters. Find out how they're using it. Especially make note of their tips. What are they doing? That And just try it. Next one is share your work. Uh, I mean, it doesn't... Like, I am not online at present but I will be um, so share it at work share it with friends or even just um, sketch note in a diary or something but yeah share it with other people experiment especially with the uh, the layout of the sketch note find what works for you actually this is way more than three I'm going to give you a few more okay, go for collaborate it. with your colleagues that is golden collaborate with your colleagues because then you get to make really meaningful um, connections with your colleagues that like I, I'm now working with people that I wouldn't have an opportunity to work with or we are paths may not have crossed but um, sketch notes has kind of opened the door for that so collaborate um, ask for feedback another golden one because that is how you're going to improve because if I had sketch noted and sketch noted and sketch noted and nobody saw it how could I improve I might have improved but maybe a lot slower so definitely ask for feedback and tell someone your goal if this is something that you want to start doing share that with someone because what really helped me what was so pivotal was that teacher um, he encouraged me because you know, my very first sketch note, I have it in the classroom that I did. It, it, it's not wonderful. And he just, I, I thought he was going to laugh, but he just encouraged me. And um, that kind of helped me to be accountable because I've told people, this is something that I want to do. So be intentional and tell people about it. You're more likely, if it's a, like a New Year's resolution, say, you're more likely to keep it if you've told people you're going to do it. Mm. So, yeah, um, I'll give you a bonus tip. Don't give up. Be patient. Be patient because when you sketch note, say, for example, at work, people may not understand what you're doing at first. They might think it's a bit strange. They might wonder why you're doing it. They might actually tell you to stop doing it. Nobody told me to stop doing it, but just say somebody might. Don't let that determine whether you do it or not. Keep going. Do not get discouraged. Just do it. Edmund Gropel. Starting with, with sketch notes, there was always the question how to find personal motivation going on, improving, uh, improving your skills and so on. And uh, one of the motivation, as I showed you, are books. I'm, I love it to learn from books. Mm. But what is even better, loving, uh, learning from other people and with my company where this self-organized learning groups uh, were growing uh, growing up uh, I learned this self-organized learning groups are the best to improve yourself mm. uh, one of your of your podcasts uh, Mike there's there's a, a team about uh, learn OS mm -hmm. 
they 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 had a, um, a 12 week journey different stuff there's also a learning journey for sketch notes and you have self-organized meetings every week and having a zoom meeting or so sharing a micro board or whatever and um, it's a little bit like there the, the are uh, some some examples some uh, some exercises you can do together but you can do as a homework for the next meeting and so and that's the, the way I, I I like to learn, mm -hmm. it's 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 better than sitting sitting with with a blank sheet of paper at home and so and reading the book and struggling uh, yeah struggling and so and that uh, that by the way was uh, for those listening is um, season eight it was an episode with Carl uh, Damke and uh, Rafalina Rosetta uh, yes. Rafalina. Rosetti, Ros I believe. Rosetti, yeah. Rafaelina yeah, Rosetti is her name, yeah. You can learn about the, uh, you can learn about the um, that movement there in the podcast. Yeah, and there's a link to the internet also where where the sketch noting guide is and so and uh, it's it's amazing stuff and getting the right people for the for the sketch noting circle. That's my next advice. Okay. Typically, they are distributed around the world. That's not your neighbor, the sketch noter, or the other the neighbor on the, on, on the other side of the street. They're somewhere in, in this internet universe. Yeah. And um, in some years ago, I, I found this uh, sketch note army Slack platform you established, Mike. And there's uh, one folder um, with announcement of of Lano S sketch noting groups. And it's self-organized to find others they are interested to have on Friday afternoon, uh, five o'clock or so. They, the next 12 week we want to join this sketch noting journey. And they are from different countries, different professions, different skills in drawing. That's not only the beginners or the, or, or the specialists. It's like this, this this uh, schools in former times they are the smaller and, and they're older the grown-up children and they help each other yeah the one room schoolhouse we would say then in the united yes. states back yes. in the and this pioneer one days room, yeah this <laughs> one room schoolhouse you have in in, in this uh, slack rooms you you find all, all this uh, people and uh, it's this this mindset sharing things learning together and so you would never find them in real life yeah that's two points yeah that's number two yeah two points and the last one i i want to repeat settle custom is my second brain settle custom say it's also your second brain um, you have a lot of experience in note taking different tools but looking at this concept to get a step higher in in efficiency and effective note-taking and making things easier than they are. Natalie Taylor. Um, yeah, so I think, and I'm not sure if I've got four or not. Four, you, can do, you can do more than three if you wish, that's fine. <laughs> I suddenly thought of loads of tips. Um, so the first thing I would say, um, in line with, you know, I'm not saying everyone needs an iPad Pro, um, but just kind of investing in what you love. So if, if you love Sketchnote and it is kind of investing and that might be in um, time or, um, you know, actually, or courses. Um, so 
that's really helped me is just dedicating a bit of time and and sometimes money to get a really good course and it can really elevate your sketch notes mm. to next level or just get you back into it again um often the courses are kind of collaborative so you, you meet different people as well which is helpful and, and learn from others so that's one thing i would say um but then equally as much as it's kind of invest and improve i wanted to say kind of recognize what your strengths are so um for some people they might be held back because there's the comparison thing like what we were discussing mm. earlier and you see some sketch notes that are very visual and these amazing illustrations that i love looking at um and i've had to reframe that because I've, I've had sometimes like moments of lacks of confidence thinking mm. oh mine are quite wordy i'm, I'm never going to be a natural illustrator and i've had to kind of think well my strength might be more in the sense of um listening to a podcast and picking out the key points um and that's something that i do in in my professional role as, as market manager is i might have to take an academic paper and try and present it in a, a nice way yeah um and that's so that's something that i've had to think is well what what are my strengths are i would say to people um focus on your strengths as well as try and improve your weaknesses yeah. um because everyone's sketch notes are different yeah, that's that's a great tip. I love that one. Thank you. Um, and then another tip is to share your work. So um, I know it's not for everyone, but if if you are sometimes um, you know getting stuck in a rut, it can help to to share your work and break that barrier. Because I, I kind of kept my sketch notes secret for, for years. The ones that I did on mental health and things. Um, some of them that I've shared I did maybe four years ago and just just didn't post um but that can really help um get your work out there and get feedback and also if you're sharing them on social media it helps to connect you with people Mm -hmm. I suppose you could even frame that as um maybe sharing doesn't have to be with the world but maybe it's a small group right there's some chat or something where you can share that work that's that's considered sharing right if it's to 10 of your best friends right that's you're still uh, announcing to your friends and they can give you feedback so exactly and that's actually what I did first I just started sending them um during COVID I'd send them in um like whatsapp group chats and yeah and people are like oh wow have you not shared these before so it kind of like dipping your toes in at first yeah 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 you go to you know you go to the friendly audience first because exactly. as, you know, social media cannot always be friendly, right? So no, exactly. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> um, and then another one is um, just to write down your ideas. So sometimes I find if you're out and about um, and you're out in nature, or um, you know you're away for the weekend, I think you sometimes get inspiration for sketch notes. But um, if you don't write them down or keep them in, like a, I've got Google Keep, so I'll just kind of keep a little ideas list and just throw them in there. Um, and it means that when I am sat at home with my sketchbook or some time and my iPad Pro, I can actually bring that idea to life rather than thinking, mm. "What was that again?" So that's yeah. been really helpful. Some kind of reference, right? Some kind of a spark. That's exactly. Um, and then I don't, I don't know whether I'm on to fifth tip now. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll be count them um, later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one is just kind of get involved with the the community as well. Um, I think that's that's a, 
a tip that I would recommend. Um, there's been a few that I've been involved with lately, kind of um, monthly hangouts and, um, you know, your layouts workshop. And so I think that's just really helpful. And again, it's learning from people. You might get tips um, that you've not thought of that might take 10 minutes. I think one of your previous guests, I think it was Reverend Geek, said he um, had like a 30 day challenge where we yeah. were just um, sketching out a word for, for 30 days but sometimes you get those ideas from other people and communities yeah. that you're part of yeah we have the if you're if you want an easy one it's uh sketching out army has a slack channel that you can join oh um, really there is uh yep every day there's someone in this in one of the channels who posts a prompt and you can be challenged to draw it and i think it's they challenge you to draw it in 30 seconds or something so it builds your icon your your thinking skills right so we have that channel. Uh, there's also probably the other benefit of that channel is um, any kind of events that happen. Lai Chi Chu, who's one of the members, she's like a hawk. She finds every of cool event and she publishes it in the events announcements channel. So you'll find out about workshops or like the visual jam will post in there. So you get a, you get a sense of like what's coming, which is great. Oh, brilliant. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, I'd love to join that. Thank yeah. you. So if you go to uh, sketchnotearmy.com, I think the slash slack should take you to the page and you can sign up for free it's all free we just Brilliant. we don't I'm just writing that down <laughs> uh, we don't save any of the the back channel like because we're just doing the free one but um mm-hmm. it's you know it's more spur of the moment the 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 inner interaction between people in the community which is pretty mm-hmm. cool so yeah anybody that's listening including natalie are welcome to sign <laughs> up and hang out in there it's a really cool bunch of people in there so that could be if you know your public sharing could be in the slack channel right with friendly sketchnoters who will give you encouragement which you know we aim to have our community be an encouraging community so um, i think that's a good place to start if you wanted to follow that tip that natalie just gave the sketchnote army podcast was created by me mike Rody, and brought to you by Rody design studios it's produced and edited by Alec Polianis of Amp Creative Studios. The theme music was created by John Schiedemeyer. To support the creation of this show, I invite you to buy one of my books, The Sketchnote Handbook or The Sketchnote Workbook. You can find the books on Amazon or go to peachpit.com and use the code RODI40 for 40% off. Please share this podcast with other visual thinking friends and be sure to leave a nice rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app so others can find the show.